Greetings, listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. We are here with the annual Halloween podcast, and I am joined by a round table of four very good friends of mine. Uh, Mr. Matt Munson. Hello, it is Matt Munson. Mr. Ewan Anderson, who uh, rejoins us from the 2012 Halloween podcast. Yeah! Hi, I'm Ewan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Stephen Prescott. Hello. And Mr. Pasquale Piro. Is it Piro? It is. Awesome. Hi, Bob. Big fan. Oh, yes. So he is the only, yeah, you're the only one new to the podcast. Everyone else has had an interview before, which people can check out. First time uh, well, caller, long time uh, listener. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. That was my joke. <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played. Just experienced the Team Tardis hive mind. That's right. Collectively, they are <laughs> okay. known as Team Tardis. Kind of like Voltron. Is that it? Or no? I'll form the head. <laughs> oh, I don't want that pressure. I'll be a foot. <laughs> Wait, that makes you half of the butt. <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. So, Halloween, guys. Uh, I know I've been through some of this with you, Ewan, uh, and a little bit in your individual uh, interviews. But uh, let's let's start at the beginning. What what does Halloween mean to you? What was Halloween a good time in your childhood? Were you all about the costumes, or were you just like, eh, this is for sissies? I'm gonna say Halloween was um, my favorite holiday as long as I can remember. One, because I like to make believe, I like the costumes and stuff, but also I feel like it's the only widely recognized holiday without any kind of um, like necessary kind of connections. You don't, have to, you don't have to see people unless you want to see them. You don't have to be a part of any activity that you don't want to be a part of. It's just celebratory mm-hmm. and fun, mm-hmm. and you get out of it what you want to put into it, and that's, I think, a relief. I come from a big family, so every other holiday is a lot of traveling around, a lot of expectations, and Halloween was just the pure joy. Good point. Good point. We we don't like expectations here in Team Tardis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost assuredly a disappointment. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if there's one thing we can expect, it's disappointment. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the Team Tardis experience. <laughs> were, were your Halloweens filled with disappointment, or did I miss a connection here? Oh, no, I just meant life in general. Oh, okay. What, what we bring to the table as an organization. Yeah, that's a good question. Was there ever a costume you were you just were dying to do as a kid? You just, whether you wanted to buy it or make it, and you never got to do it. It was it was like the costume that got away. Uh, I I always had these, these visions of trying to do like a two-headed monster with a friend. Mm-hmm. And every year there was a reason why it was just logistically impossible Especially by the time I was old enough to start making my own costumes, there was never a friend who had a, a realistic height ratio to me mm-hmm. that made it possible. Mm-hmm. And so every year it was like, this is the year I'm going to try to get somebody to pull this off with me. And to this day, no, never happened. All right, then. <laughs> hey, can I answer the question? Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, I have always wanted to do uh, all four members of KISS mm, uh, for Halloween. If only I had three like-minded friends. Uh, oh, I I thought you meant you personally wanted to be all four members of yeah. KISS. Oh, that's a much better idea. <laughs> like you like, leave every two like, hours and change your music. Your yeah, or would, or would you have like three mannequins that were sort of linked to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like three like scarecrows with, with sticks controlling yeah, their arms and legs. Yeah. And you can like, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. See, Team Tardis coming through with the solutions. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'll help you make that costume. We always have good solutions. We mm-hmm. just don't have good follow through. <laughs> We're not good on the execution side. We have a long running list of costumes that we would love to do, but possibly never will. Um, 
Okay, so yeah, so costumes that got away. Anybody else before I move on? Um, no. <laughs> the I have no costumes that got away. But back to your 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 previous question about Halloween is that um, I remember for most Halloweens. Uh, having a cold and being sick and so not dressing up oh. like that's my most vivid memory it was like six halloweens in a row staying home because i because i was sick um <laughs> yeah uh, i was that kid so uh i mean i i had a couple g- really good halloween costumes though when i when i was a kid uh but most of them uh well first of all there was always some like really random uh <laughs> esoteric one that nobody ever got Right. Um, which I still do. Um, I don't know why. Um, and, uh, you know, then the others were, you know, just uh, good costumes or being sick. That's my Halloween story. Well, let me ask you then, Stephen. Um, so if you had a number of Halloweens where you were sick, did you get did you get to the point where you had bought or put together the costume and it's hanging there all sad on the door and you're sick in bed? Or you didn't even get that far? I didn't even get that far because okay. I never planned that far ahead, really. Mm-hmm. Unless there was a costume contest that I was going to be taking part in or something, mm-hmm. I never really planned that far ahead. Okay. All right. I, was uh, really I have an interesting story for you, All if right. you'd like. Go ahead. Um, I uh, spent the first six years of my life not in America, though I was always a fan. We had like a trunk full of weird odds and ends clothing that we'd always dress up in and goof around. And uh, there's like a weird picture of me when I'm like four years old dressed in some ad hoc Superman costume. Mm. And when we moved to America, uh, the school I was attending uh, said we need to dress up for this thing called Halloween. And I was like, what? You mean there's like a day when everyone dresses up in costumes? This is the greatest thing ever. Mm. And uh, Team Tardis, you'll like this because uh, I couldn't find anything good to wear. So I found my dad's uh, tuxedo and chopped the legs in half and went as a hobo for Halloween. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he loved uh, that. Yeah, which is, I, I, which is oddly prescient. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure, uh, but maybe that was the, the harbinger <laughs> of, of my, <laughs> my family's undoing. Who knows? <laughs> I was just thinking it's the harbinger of you living in a, in a uh, blanket fort eating soup out of a can. <laughs> uh, the, the, I'm, I'm hoping those days come back, actually. But yeah, hobo... Hobo for life is my hashtag, and mm. it's been truer than I than I knew. I thought I thought that you were going to bring the the Superman suit in with your passion for Superman T-shirts to this day. No, I think the hobo story is a better arc. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has agree to disagree. More. Uh, in next episode, are you going to be jumping a boxcar? <laughs> is is no, there going to be a project workbench about how to tie the perfect bindle? No, I'm going to give tutorials on on the little uh, signs you can leave outside people's houses that give information about them. <laughs> it's great. Like if they have a if they give out good dinners, there's a certain uh, a, a little sign you draw next to their door. It's great. There's a blog <laughs> this about one it. is for has deep appreciation of Schneider's DC verse. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Matt, I'm surprised uh, you didn't take the the top of the Superman, put it underneath the tux, and then you could be Clark Kent in mid-change to Superman. Yeah, I, I was a much less sophisticated costumer at the age of six. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, you know, I, w- I was excited at that time to have like a fake cigar. Yeah, and yeah. I put some, I put some, uh, I had like a shoe polish beard. And somebody's a highfalutin hobo with a cigar. Yeah, oh yeah, I had a cigar and a tattered <laughs> tuxedo. I mean, this is. This is great. I'm, 
I'm waiting to hear how Mr. Munson received the news that his son had lopped off the legs of his tuxedo. <laughs> I'm not sure it ever came up. I certainly don't remember ever being punished for it or anything. So That's amazing. Not a lot of tuxedo occasions in the Munson household? No, no. Sadly. I, I don't know if being six is an excuse. When I was six, I totally had my Clark Kent Superman thing rocking. Oh, it was down. Absolutely. Bob, I absolutely believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember not- <laughs> my my other big piece of uh of cosplay uh ingenuity was uh you know those little bags that oranges come in it's like a mesh yeah. sack yeah mm-hmm. uh, i used one of those over my head as a spider-man mask <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> did, did anybody get it <laughs> no 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 i didn't I didn't like go to a convention and say, guess who I am? Come on. No, I just sort of ran around the backyard and climbed a tree. No, but I actually, I actually upgraded to a swim cap that I like wore over my face instead of my head. I uh-huh. took a Sharpie and drew eyes on it. It was pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Good for ingenuity there. I like that. Wow. I always oh. had my, my, I always had people make costumes for me uh-huh. as I still do. Like I had, a, I had a, a Luke, Jedi Return of the Jedi Jedi costume uh-huh. uh, that was that was uh, pretty awesome when I was a kid with like the cloak and everything and then I converted it into a uh, uh, into a crawl costume. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! Yeah, which nobody knew a- what I, nobody had. Uh, yeah, my dad made me a glaive out of like wood. Ah. Oh, badass! Nice. Yeah, it was pretty you awesome. Still have it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Man, I wish cool. I did, but I don't think I have it. And so, uh, yeah. And, but yeah, nobody knew that. Again, that's the the esoteric costume. Nobody knew that what I was, even though I had the glaive. They're like, "What is what you?" You know, uh, it's Stephen. It's interesting. Nerd. You've you've uh, rekindled a memory of mine. Uh, one thing I like to do when I go to conventions, if if I see someone in an esoteric costume that I recognize, I'm always very quick to jump and applaud them at their efforts. Like the other the other last year at San Diego Comic Con, I saw a dude, a uh, dead ringer for Sean Connery, wearing the Outland. Uh, sheriff's costume. Oh, nice! That's, that's exactly awesome. what I said. And so I was like, "Dude, Outland, that's such a great movie." And he was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much. No one knows who I am." And I'm like, well, "Dude, everyone's a loser." <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's it's really nice when you like make somebody's day like that. Like my my favorite one of those is uh, when I saw uh, Garth Marenghi and Liz Asher. Yeah, and I got a round up. I was like, oh, "You're Garth Marenghi and you're Liz Asher." Woman, <laughs> wait! You saw the people were like Garth Marenghi uh, cosplay somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, at San Diego before. I don't know. That's weird. I guess I just assume that most of the information in my brain is in your brain by this point. That's true. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. I saw a great uh, uh, IT crowd. Uh, I don't know if it was a group, but Jen was there and she had the internet with her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah she that was, was great. With mm-hmm. her, uh, with with uh, there were so many dresses, moss. Yeah. They were there together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Which is funny because Roy's kind of the easiest one of those costumes to pull off. But that takes good casting, and not everybody's good. Yeah, casting that's for true. That. Yeah, Roy's the most close to just wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's not a lot of like significant uh, points to his costume. Mm-hmm. So either, yeah. I think you'd, I think you'd really have to have a moss to even be recognized as Roy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or uh, you could go as uh, like West Ham supporting Roy. <laughs> Or legs disabled, Roy. <laughs> window cleaner, Roy. 
Oh, window cleaner, Roy. That's great. I think you're really going to have to save these for uh, IT CrowdCon because <laughs> you're looking for a very narrow group that's going to recognize these costumes. Uh, let me think here. How many? It sounds like a lot of you made or, or kind of improvised costumes. Did any of you buy costumes? Did, did any of you get the plastic jumpsuits or the Ben Cooper stuff? I, to- no, I totally did. I had a, a Fantastic Four The Thing costume. And the beauty of it was, is in case you didn't know who it was, the costume said the thing yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they would have a picture of the, the yeah, exactly. character on the chest of the costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, those I up, plastic I costumes. In, I grew up in a very survivalist household. So, like, my, my father had no understanding of why anybody would wear a costume when they were, like, the lawn to mow and, uh, you know, gas to get for the car. And he's like, why are you wasting your time going to the costume shop? So he would take me for like 20 minutes and what I could gather for a certain price tag. in that time is what I got to wear that Halloween. Mm. Man, I I didn't grow up in a very creative household. Um, so my sister, uh, she learned to sew, uh, when she, you know, when she was like, I don't know, uh, in her teens. And so, uh, and, uh, since I was the, I was the youngest by a very long span, uh, it was an accident. Uh, my sister, uh, she, I was sort of her dress up doll. <laughs> so she always show if there was a costume I wanted, um, uh, after she had learned to sew, she, you know, she made me actually, I think she only ever really made me, uh, the, the Luke, uh, Jedi costume, but she still makes her son costumes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my dad made me one costume once. He made me a, a, a gigantic Pac-Man costume out of cardboard, mm-hmm. which was incredible. That sounds awesome. It was really, really cool. And there was like a flap so that I could see out of it and everything. It was really, really cool. But uh, but I was really into the plastic costumes. I, I loved them when I was a kid because that's all that I knew. I didn't know that there was like like you could make stuff for you know. And um, I didn't really know about uh, 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 about costuming as we know it now uh, until I started going to Star Trek conventions mm-hmm. um, when I was in my late teens. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. See, we just didn't have that kind of thing in the UK. Like Halloween is still like it's a big deal for kids, but it's you know like not not to the degree that it is in the US. It's not like you ask the kid like who do you want to be, and then you go to the costume store and you buy that costume. Like um, you know, it was way more uh, I think improvised. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like Charlie Brown style stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like my my proudest Halloween moment was uh, going as a Ghostbuster. Um, this is kind of near and dear to my heart right now because we just had my uh, six-year-old nephew staying with us this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, we watched Ghostbusters for the first time, and mm-hmm. it blew his goddamn mind. Like yep. he <laughs> loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like uh, you know, now instantly changed from wanting to be a vampire that he wanted to be all day, and we just bought him a vampire costume, and uh, then the next day, all the Ghostbusters. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I had, uh, I had a Ghostbusters tracksuit that I already owned, and a Ghostbusters backpack that I already owned, and I took the extension cord from the Hoover and zipped it into the backpack, and done. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I was stoked. Like I could not have been happier with that costume, and you know now I'm like, 
well, wait, why didn't I like try and get like a jumpsuit or something? Or, like, like even the backpack was like bright blue and red. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it said Ghostbusters on it I was like, ah, that's it. That's what a Ghostbuster wears. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That yeah, in the UK, it probably wasn't uh, it wasn't as pushed. Like there probably wasn't anything like you know how the the Halloween stores always come up somewhere. The spirit Halloween stores or something that effect are like everywhere for two months this time of year. Yeah, we just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. You don't have fancy dress warehouse in <laughs> Scotland? <laughs> no, but now I want to open that store. <laughs> um, all right, so off the top of your head, one at, one at a time, uh, I'll let you choose what order you're going to go in. Your favorite Halloween costume from, from your teenage or childhood years. The first costume I did from scratch to completion um, would probably be when I was 14 and I did the crow and this is before it was commonplace. <laughs> you will not believe this, but I was literally the only person at my school dressed as the crow that year. It was like the following year when everybody did that costume. So mm-hmm. I like, I got in just before the, the cusp, but I, if, if only you had an Instagram week. back then, you would have been a cosplay famous. <laughs> totally. People would have been like, Oh, the crow. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but I, I thrifted all the the parts. I bought a long black wig that my mom cut to be the proper length, mm-hmm. and um, like it, it was pretty good. And it was all like none of it was pre created for the crow costume. Mm-hmm. So that how old were you, Swally? What's up? How old were you again? I was fourteen. Man, I'm so much older than you. Uh, um, I did that costume like for a work party <laughs> around the same time. <laughs> Uh, and I, and I was the only person there and I had to explain to people all night long what I was dressed as. Well, see, that's what I was the age of people who saw that movie. So yeah, my, <laughs> my, my wonderful Halloween memories. <laughs> I'm not but, a fan of Halloween. I don't like At least it. you weren't sick though. You were, you were helping for it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. At least I yeah, but the makeup would have kind of covered it up anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Um, God. So, uh, I, I had so few. I, I, probably the Pac-Man that I mentioned. I, I think that I just because that one was uh, gigantic, and uh, and my dad, uh, my dad made it for me, which mm-hmm. um, didn't happen very often. So uh, yeah, I would say I would say probably the the Pac-Man costume. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I said on the previous Halloween podcast. Um, I don't want to uh, repeat or contradict myself. <laughs> But uh, one, of, one of my favorites, which is uh, in true keeping with a lot of the costumes we've talked about, uh, is uh, when I was about like 13 or 14. And by this time, like I was like five years older than kids were trick-or-treating in the UK. Sure. Uh, but uh, me and one of my friends went as Father Ted and Father Dougal from nice. uh, Father Ted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird choice. <laughs> Uh, it, is well, it is it a weird like, choice? I, I mean, mean, the show the show was on, and like kids our age were watching it. Like it was a really popular show, um, so we just wore like our school shoes, our school pants, uh, black turtlenecks, and we cut out like a little sticky uh, label <laughs> and like put it on the front of the turtleneck to look like a priest's collar. Brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, I wore a, uh, a vest of my mother's, and he wore a school sweater. <laughs> <laughs> we just went around people's houses, and they were like, "What? What the hell are you two doing?" 
<laughs> People had no idea. They were like, why are there two teenagers at our door? And what are you dressed as? No, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was wondering that too. Would they just think you're priests or would they actually get the characters? Um, I think the show was popular enough that like some people got the characters, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the the, the overall uh, the overall effect was very puzzling for people. You and I feel like your Halloween costumes were like what Halloween's going to be like after the apocalypse, <laughs> 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 where we like we all pull together and like put a pile of what clothes we have, and we're like, I could wear this with this and be Father Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? We'll find whatever kind of vegetables we have. We'll carve a goddamn hole in them. <laughs> we'll carry them. In. Uh, when I was graduating high school, the Michael Keaton Batman movie was just hitting theaters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had just got my first job in the film industry. And I finally had a little money to kick around. And I started meeting people who were in costuming and effects and all that nonsense. So I went on about a two-year journey to get the perfect Batman costume done. And it was far from perfect, but I was, uh, I was really the first person that I knew of to sort of do that next-level costume. Like, I had a life cast done. I had a sculpt of the cowl made. I had it cast up for my head. Mm-hmm. had a cape custom made. Found a guy in San Francisco making the body armor. Uh, and that was really, I think, my first sort of foray into the crazy world of of trying to make a really good costume. Mm. Okay. And it's been all downhill since. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. taking a sidestep from costumes, uh, we're going to talk candy. I love candy. Right. Now, trick, trick or treating. I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> um Favorite favorite candy? Did you have a house on your block that uh, where the guy gave out like pennies or apples or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, I got a quick funny story. I think all of Team Tardis will enjoy. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know uh, if this is a place for charming or funny anecdotes, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, never mind. Forget it. I'll just text him. <laughs> so I was. I was headed to my friend. I was headed to my friend Eric Slagle's house. We were going to meet up and trick or treat. And on are the you, way, wait, I was are like, you are you name dropping as part of this story? Well, I don't know if he's just a guy I knew in junior high. I don't know if he's really. Well, not I like was a personality. Uh... That name sounds. That name sounds made up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Middle no, name. it is. It is definitely a high school friend because you use first and last name. <laughs> and his middle name was. His middle name was Vaughn, so his name was Eric Von Schlegel. Okay. So, so did anyways, he also so, wear orange bags on his head with you? No, but he should have. <laughs> so I'm on my way to his house, and I'm like, well, I may as well optimize my time, and I'll hit the houses that pass. <laughs> okay. I go to someone's house, and I says, oh, you know, I don't have any candy, but I happen to have a bunch of pizza. Would you like some? And I'm like, pizza sounds great. And she's like, come on in. <laughs> And oh my god! <laughs> exactly. You know, at the time I was like, "Well, damn, pizza sounds really good right about now." Uh, and didn't he? Even... All right. Anyway. So, so you got to the house. He offers you pizza. You go in, and I had pizza, and then I left. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that story to end a little differently, but okay. So it wasn't that big a deal when you started cutting out. Then, yeah, we got the good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Halloween pizza. How does anybody follow that, really? I mean, <laughs> I never, I don't think I had anybody on the 
block that I liked the candy they gave out, but I definitely had uh, like the weirdo whose house he didn't want to go to because it smelled like cabbage. Yeah, and and like it. <laughs> This is so awful. This guy, there's this one guy on the block, and I remember I delivered papers to him too, and I never ever wanted to go and collect his money because he was so creepy. He was like, uh, 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 what's his name from um, Psycho? What's uh, uh, Norman Bates? Norman Bates, thank you. Because he was this really tall, skinny guy with really, really pale skin, and he lived with his mother, and the house smelled really weird all the time. So. <laughs> So like, that was the house everyone avoided at Halloween. And then there was, you know, there's always the houses that don't put their light on because they're like, screw you, don't come up to us for candy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a lot of jerks. I, I, I am the total downer on this podcast. I have not very, not many good memories about Halloween at all. <laughs> I do not. I'm just like, okay, yeah, Halloween, whatever. Well, it's not like you joined a Halloween podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm providing the balance, I believe. <laughs> I'm also playing yeah, that part, grouchy old man. It would be a real bummer if everybody listened to this and had a really good feeling about Halloween. So it's good that you're just balancing that out. <laughs> I like to keep it real, you, and you know it. That's <laughs> awesome. That's why we love you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like at this point, so, we're really just here for Matt's therapy anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that story about the pizza ended uh, very suspiciously abruptly. Yeah, well, that, combined with the playing in the backyard of the bag over his head alone, all like really <laughs> tells us a little bit about Matt Munson. It makes me want to go give him a hug. <laughs> he doesn't like he doesn't like being touched. Mm-hmm. Well, I like touching, so there you go. Right. Well, you ever trying. since the pizza incident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, so, well, I don't know, do, uh, this probably didn't happen in the U.S., but, like, as a child in the U.K., people would sometimes have, like, Halloween games set up for you. Mm-hmm. And so you go, like, bobbing for apples, and you'd, like, go, and there'd be, like, a, a big, like, bucket full of water and apples. And you had to, like, hold your hands behind your back and go in, like, face first and try and, like, pick up an apple with your teeth. Sure. We do and have bobbing for apples. Like, yeah, you do that? That's, yeah, we have bobbing for apples here in Pretty universal, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not usually part of trick or treating, though. It's usually like at a Halloween party you'd be at. Uh, you know, maybe that's the same there then as well. Were they like they made you pick up your treat? Like the, you can have an apple, but you have to get it with your teeth. Yeah. Was that trick well, or treat? No, I think that's probably more Halloween parties. Damn it, I'm just trying to come up with more wacky stories from the British. It eyes. sounds pretty. It sounds pretty innovative to me. You and I've never heard of anything like it. <laughs> well, did you guys do uh, the uh, treacle scones where uh, people would like cut a treacle scone in half, cover it with like treacle, and then you would hang it from a string, and then you'd have to try and eat that without uh, your hands. Are you literally making this up? That's not a real thing. No, no, no. I swear to God, that is a, that is a real thing. I don't think we even have treacle in the States. Yeah. I don't even know what treacle is. Is that real? <laughs> and uh, scone- I guess it's like molasses. But treacle scones are delicious. It's like treacle's like uh, like caramel. It's kind of that, you know, it, it's a sauce that you put on baked goods. Right, Ewan? Uh, it's kind of, it's almost more like molasses, I guess. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can you can certainly put it on a scone. It's really tasty. It sounds tasty, but I have expected you to say that you're supposed to hang it above you and kiss or something, you know, like mistletoe. 
<laughs> That's an interesting tradition for Halloween. Maybe, maybe, maybe as an eight-year-old, I was just misinterpreting the whole thing. <laughs> uh, Through the eyes of a child. You would also eat the mistletoe. <laughs> right. Yeah. But not with my hands. Oh. Wait, so th- this, again, would have been more of a Halloween party thing? or I mean, because I'm, I'm imagining yeah. saying, ding dong, trick or treat, and they say, come in and bop for apples, or come in and eat this, this scone I have hanging above yeah, my door. I'll, I'll... I'll, I'll be completely honest with you guys. I've absolutely misled you on this. The events are real, but they did not happen during trick-or-treating. I was just really excited to tell these stories. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's really, it, is, it is more of a Halloween party thing. I wasn't expecting anybody to call me out on it. <laughs> <laughs> Your web of lies is coming unraveled. You yeah, came to the wrong my, place. My, my orange basket web of lies. <laughs> <laughs> You thought you could pull one over on Team Tardis. Joke's on you, sucker. <laughs> we didn't. I don't have any trick or treating stories from when I was a kid, but uh, now there's a house in our neighborhood. We took our daughters trick or treating last year, and they had set up the hallway up to their front door, like a really scary haunted hall. Mm. But so they had two baskets of goodies. The one right before you get into the haunted hallway was full of like pencils and erasers, and you could just have one of those. But if you wanted the really good candy, it was at the other end of the haunted hallway. So a kid had to choose, do they want to like not be scared and get lame? Interesting. Or do they want to be scared and then they get the good candy as a reward? Do you wanna do you wanna take the physical challenge for the reward? It was interesting to watch to watch which the kids chose, because like you'd be surprised at it was the, usually the smaller kids that were like, heck with this, I want candy. And they just they braved it. Are, did, I'm sorry, are these neighbors psychiatrists or something? This sounds like a social experience. <laughs> no, our neighborhood goes really big. Like, they block off streets for trick-or-treating. It's wow. ridiculous. That's cool, man. Did you guys have the house? There was always, like, one house where there was just, like, a bowl filled with candy, and there'd be, like, a note that says, please just take one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Of course, nobody followed it. Everyone just grabbed a handful. Uh, that was total social experiment. <laughs> yeah, that's a social <laughs> experiment. <laughs> yeah, we, we we put out the bowl because we take our kids trick or treating. But I put out the bowl and it says, "Please take one," realizing that kids take handfuls. Because you say the one, they usually take about as many as you planned on them. It's rare that you find the kid who really dumps the whole bowl. They usually just take a big handful, but you kind of plan accordingly. Because like if I said take two, they would take two handfuls and so forth. So right. we say take one, knowing that means like six or seven for a kid. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys ever have those older kids who came who were really like creepy and scary and barely had a costume? And you're like, Dude, last year, <laughs> I did that to a bunch of people. <laughs> no, yeah, no, like last year, uh, you know, like we're, we're rarely prepared for this kind of thing, um, despite being costume people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had like, I think maybe like, uh, like a small bag of candy and like we'd give it to kids. And then, yeah, like all of a sudden like a bunch of teenagers came and they're like, uh, yeah, so you guys go candy. Right. Uh, I gotta tell you, I, I'm very intimidated right now. So <laughs> to like go and raid the cupboards to find out what candy I got. Uh, and, uh, all we had was like out of date, uh, Cadbury stuff that I got <laughs> last time I was home and I'd been saving for a special occasion. Um, so they got that. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe they got sick off of it. I was like, I was like thirteen, and when I decided I wasn't trick or treating anymore, so I was at home and I was handing out the candy. Yeah. We had these friends down the street who had like he had that older brother who's like in his twenties and lived at home, but no one ever saw him. 
And there's all kind of stories about like what he did when he was at home by himself all the time. And then like very late in the night, long after our lights had got out, like there's a knock on my door and it's him and his buddy clearly intoxicated wearing <laughs> costumes, like his younger brother's costumes that he had found somewhere in the house. And they're like asking for candy. And I just gave them whatever we had left because they made me very <laughs> uncomfortable mm. and I wanted them to leave. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that really an allegory for the entire trick or treat experience? <laughs> it's like the reverse experience of what Matt with the pizza guy. Like I had the creepy older man on the outside of the house and I was trying to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, was I a woman, I... by the way, the pizza thing. It was a woman. Oh, this just got way better. That's why, yeah, that's why I was expecting that story to end much more interestingly than it did. <laughs> no such luck. All right. I, was just like, well, I mean, my question is, I mean, because we all sort of, you know, we all work on costumes all year long, right? For for different things, and and I, and you may have talked about this on your on your last Halloween uh, podcast. But uh, does anybody feel like like Halloween is just kind of eh, because you're working on other costumes for so many other events that that uh, like Halloween is almost it's almost too cliche. Yeah, 100%. I would yeah. say like, yeah. the, the, the type of costumes that we all work on are not the type of costumes that are blowing anybody away for Halloween. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. I think Halloween is not our, our uh, key demographic. Like, if you go out to a Halloween party, the type, of, the type of costume that we will pursue isn't going to be the type of costume that's going to please the people at drunken work Halloween party. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'd argue that slightly further, which is the type of costume that we do. It's equally slightly unimpressive to people at conventions these days as well. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I love Halloween. I have a costume picked out. I do both. Halloween's the reason I like costumes to begin with. So I got my costume. Well, if you go to you do both. Ah, uh, if you go to fancy dress warehouse at the mall. <laughs> They're the ones making all the money, and they're the ones selling the twenty-dollar sexy Harambe costume. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be all the hit, all the rage at the Halloween party. Because like that's that's the Halloween audience, right? Costume in a bag right. for fifty bucks, plus a few accessories, uh, have a few shots, and you're golden. Whereas like the stuff that I think we tend to gravitate toward, uh, and I hate to sound cliche, but I think the biggest reward is for ourself when we complete the thing. Right, right. Well, I also think, it, for me at least, it's really difficult to think about a Halloween costume because for all of those reasons, it's like, well, you don't want to do something that nobody's going to recognize and everyone's, you know, you don't want to be the one who stands out as like the weirdo. And so, you know, but I don't I also don't want to go to those to a Halloween store and buy something because, you know, I, it just doesn't seem like that much fun. And so it, it becomes right. a whole a whole big conflict for me, you know, because uh, it, who I would want to dress as for for Halloween, nobody's going to get anyway. So. It's it's a it's a it's a strange thing. I have three Halloween costumes, all varying levels of intricacy depending on the audience I'm wearing them for. Well, you're just goddamn perfect, aren't you, Squally? <laughs> That's all I wanted you to say. That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> you're the best of us, Squally. <laughs> How many of them are uh, family themed costumes, Squally? Like some for you, or some to go out with your kids, or what? Yeah, I always do something kind of. Uh, you know, there's that balance of like being the awkward dad in a costume. Then there's like the spirited dad. So my girls this year are Supergirl and Batgirl. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so I got myself a Robin t-shirt with attached cape and green board shorts, and I will be following them around. And to go back to the trick-or-treating as an adult thing, when I walk around in this t-shirt behind them, the people in the houses all give me candy, too. Hmm. All right. See, this is the difference between you and I. I would have gone as Alfred. <laughs> and everybody was like, Why? who is this guy in a tuxedo behind you? Right? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yo, why is Batgirl traveling with James Bond? <laughs> See, you well, need to say with you guys Alfred that we to pure it. San Diego, and that's t-shirt and shorts as much as humanly possible. That's smart. Mm-hmm. I'm that's glad smart. that you turned out for us a little bit. <laughs> Makes me feel special. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of weird with Halloween because you have to try to figure out, well, if you even want to do anything, and if you do, you need to be, wear something that's going to be more comfortable and not crazy and, and hot and whatever. And Sorry, wait, what, wait, what? Are you suggesting comfort is a is a, is a key performance indicator? For, well, uh, yeah, and it needs to be costuming? able to withstand a, a drink spill if somebody, you know, bumps into you or something, and uh, yeah, it's, that, that there's, a, yeah, there's a huge thing. It's, it's choice of character, it's choice of quality of costume, it's what what are you willing to risk getting like you know cheese dip on and uh yeah i mean it, it's there's certain times i have looked at the bagged costumes thinking is there something that's decent enough that i can throw 30 dollars or less on that gets me through yeah. a halloween party or i lately i'll be honest i've just been like i just don't even want to go to a halloween party unless it's people i really know yeah. and want to hang with yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the other the other key thing is you you don't want to look like you put too much effort in for Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. there's a there's a very specific effort level that if you go over that, everybody's like, "Whoa, look at this guy." That's a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, wouldn't you also counter argue that whenever they do, like, whenever people go, "Wow, that was a great costume," or if they ever do a costume contest, the people that always win either are the hot girls in something skimpy, period, or right. it's like the total like uh, pun comedy costume. Right. Like right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. It's usually the biggest asshole. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the last time I went to a True Blue. Uh, costume contest i saw some pretty remarkable costumes up there that took creativity and talent mm-hmm. and effort and the winner was a guy who dressed as fat bastard mm. right and it was just because he was so fat already that people loved him <laughs> yep right yep. yeah are you are you saying country, <laughs> like goes for the lowest common denominator because is that are you suggesting you're also you're also this this isn't a purely Halloween costuming experience because I've been to a many a convention where my costume was on point and for some strange reason people kept drawing their attention towards women with cleavage showing. How dare they? Are you sure? So great Halloween story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good hey, story. Uh, you in question. So if if people <laughs> dress as Doctor Who for Halloween now today people would get it because Doctor Who's pretty popular. But growing up, would that have been like uh, another just way too obscure costume to even attempt? Um, I think probably like um, like here, uh, Tom Baker. Yeah. Been, like you, you could have gone away with that. People would have known who you were. Uh huh. Um, you know, I don't know how cool it would have been, <laughs> Yeah, but that's, that's, that's never a question you ask yourself in Doctor Who cosplay. Right. I think, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think you're right. Tom Baker's really the one and, and Bob, one of my go-to doctors is the ninth doctor. Uh-huh. And I would, I would say 50% of the time, like I will be team TARDIS will be hanging out and I'll be ninth doctor. And someone will say, "Ooh, I want to get a picture with the doctors," 
And then they'll say, sir, can you please step out? I want to get a photo. I want to get a photo with the doctors. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, but you know, that 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 happens to, to, to me as well. I mean, they don't ask me to step out of the picture, but they don't ask me to step into the picture either. <laughs> you know? They, 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 it's there's that thing where uh, they will, you know, oh, can I get a picture of the doctors to to you and Pasquale? And they, they're like, basically, who are you, right? Dressed as, you know, so, so it's just it's just we're, what's we're, popular. Yeah, we're, right. we're, we're the doctors that ladies like. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah. That's what matters. <laughs> I, I just also, I also think that you're very much the 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 uh, the popular doctors, right? Yeah, it's also a matter of context. I mean, essentially, whichever doctor you talked about, he wears he's wearing clothes, and so depending on where you are, like it's very easy to pass by. Even the tenth doctor is one of the more recognizable. But out of context, if I'm walking down the street, um, I'm wearing a suit, and that's like most people will just walk right past me unless somebody is very into Doctor Who. They might notice that I'm wearing the costume. But in general, I just look like I'm wearing a suit. I think it's uh, kind of bringing it back to one of the uh, the earlier anecdotes on the podcast. Um, when you wear a Doctor Who costume to something like, uh, you know, Santa Monica Boulevard for Halloween, like, you become the guy in the Outlander costume or the guy in the x right, exactly. costume or uh, Garth Marenghi. Like, somebody's like, oh, you're the weird, obscure fandom that I kind of know about. Amazing. And you're like, oh, that's humbling. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, people look for super, super, super well-known generic type stuff. I'm a gangster. I'm a convict. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why sexy Pikachu is my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You are the most famous person that I've ever seen doing a sexy Pikachu costume. Join my Patreon. Check it out. <laughs> Patreon.org/slash Matt Matt Nosnam on the web. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I really wanted to do uh um. Mac and Dennis as Riggs and Murtaugh this year for Halloween, oh, but, yeah. but I couldn't get my wife to wear the blackface. So yeah, <laughs> that's tough. That's a, that's a hard sell. Ouch. It's a hard sell. Do do any of you guys do any of the big Halloween stuff like the 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 haunts or you know the um the yeah West Hollywood parade or any of that kind of stuff? You know, I for I for years before I discovered that uh once once the whole cosplay thing really blew up. Prior to that, every year I was going to uh the west hollywood shindig because it was amazing and it was great and i went last year and it's become such a circus it is so Uh jam-packed it's just it's just not fun anymore there's so many people there and i don't mean to say it's gone mainstream it's not cool anymore it's just so packed you cannot move oh really so yeah i've 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 grown to avoid those and Kristen is big into the haunt scene. She has friends who like, like they do the Queen Mary one. They build all that stuff. So I've sort of dabbled in those. And I don't, I don't really love them because I end up waiting in line for like three hours. And that's uh-huh. not my thing. Uh-huh. Matt Munson does not wait in line. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting. It's cool that there's other things to do besides uh, just the big Halloween things. And I think that's what's great about the convention scene the way it is today, is you can sort of, you know, at, at any given weekend, if you look hard enough, you can probably find a very mature convention. Wait, that didn't sound right. I mean, a convention that is, that is you know, not just a startup uh, that'll have a good attendance, and mm-hmm. you can have a good time. Mm-hmm. If you're in the San Diego area, the Gaslam's actually a great place for Halloween. It's a nice balance. Um, there's so many places 
celebrating that you can always find some place where you can get a, a, a seat and get a drink and you can go to whatever size crowd you're looking for. And even just the people watching and there's a wide variety, you know, it's one of those rare places where you can really wear whatever costume you want and people are going to recognize it. People are going to enjoy it. And there's everything from the $20, um, you know, plastic costumes, which are fun in their own right. And then to people doing the full on um, zombie herd walking down the street. Um, so when we're in the San Diego area, the gas lamps really a fun place to do that. Hmm. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that, but good to know. Man, I might have to do that next year. That sounds fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. Yeah, it's it's Pasquale, Pasquale, it's not a circus. Like, it, like you, you can actually move around. You can get a table and get a Yeah, totally. And then there's some places um, that are, like, have a huge cover and a long line. You just skip those, and you go to, the like, some of the smaller bars. But you, you guys have been to the gas lamp. You know, there's so many venues there. There's always – we just basically wander until we find a place that we can sneak into, have a few drinks, and then keep cool. walking. And sometimes just walking to the street is the funnest part. Yeah, it's a good tip, man. Yeah. So, uh, Pasquale, you touched on this, um, but I'm kind of interested to hear from all the other guys. Um, do you have Halloween costumes this year? Are you dressing as anything? Uh, <laughs> I, I have no Halloween costume planned uh, myself this year. Um, I If I end up going to a party, I will likely just don the old faithful Tom Baker again because... It handles Halloween weather well. It has pockets. It's relatively comfortable. And, you know, I'm not at good convention weight. And that's the main costume that hides that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, although I'm, I'm supposed to be appearing at uh, City of Hope with Tom Parham and friends. Uh, usually I do Iron Man for that, but the Iron Man suit's not currently in my possession. Uh, it's getting a little uh, upgrade, so to speak. But um, in its place, he has offered to let me wear an X Wing fighter from Force Awakens. So that'll be different and interesting. Nice. I believe Kristen will also be at that event. Oh, awesome! What about what about you guys, Stephen, Matt? Uh, Halloween costumes this year? Uh, I too am not in costume weight right now, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm probably just going to take it easy. I'm helping Kristen with her Supergirl costume, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sort of uh, dedicating what little time and energy I have for costuming to that, because mm-hmm. uh, I figure if I can look good, she can look good. Is it the TV Supergirl? It is awesome. Very cool, Mr. Prescott. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I I've uh, aside from that joke that I just made, um, I, I've <laughs> had um, another uh, costume idea that uh, is totally random that I probably won't do because no one will get it. So, no, my answer is no. That's my long, that's my <laughs> short answer. Well, I want to hear it. What? I want to hear it. No. <laughs> he already said. He already said. No. <laughs> no, uh, you and I, I uh, Ellen and I were going to do uh, Toast and Mrs. P. Oh, that would have been amazing. Hmm. And, and I, I, I think you would be a great Ed. Yes. I'm you just got to get pajamas and a smoking kit. <laughs> which, which, why do I not own those already? Exactly. Exactly. But, By the but, way, like, you know. It's one of those things that no one will know what it is. You know, it's kind of like, eh. But it would be fun. So I want to talk Halloween decor for a minute. You know, there's a... uh, God, Ewan, I can't stop thinking about turnips. Um, (laughs) Pumpkin carving is a big thing You're just like Baldrick. Yes. (laughs) My my dream turnip. Um, So uh, pumpkin carving, was that a big thing for you guys? Is it still a big thing for you guys? Not for me. I wasn't allowed near sharp objects. (laughs) 
you didn't have the the cool safety knife that they sold at the time. I had that, dude. Do you know how old I am? They didn't make those when I was a kid. You had to use like a, you had to use like a serrated knife to cut yeah. through the pumpkin. And my mom never wanted to have the pumpkins in the house. They would make maybe they like roast some pumpkin seeds, but she always made pumpkin pie from the can, which actually is better than fresh pumpkin, if you ask me. So, but uh, yeah, no, I we never did we never did that stuff. It, 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 yeah, yeah. I remember the last pumpkin I carved. Uh, I, I my pumpkin. I made a math joke on my pumpkin. Uh, uh, and it, it was not well received, and so that was the last time I carved a pumpkin. <laughs> uh, we we when I, I was living in in Oakland uh, 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 with my former girlfriend, and uh, we carved pumpkins and put them in front of the door. And then uh, somebody came along and smashed one and sliced the other one in half with like some sort of ninja sword. So Jeez. yeah, that was the last time I last time I. Jeez. <laughs> Well, Man, I got a hand. Out. I got it to hand, Stephen. When you one up a fella, you you one up the hell out of him. That was a good story. <laughs> Jeez. My my children like to think of uh, pumpkin carving as a collaborative effort, but what it's become the last couple of years is I'm in charge of scraping out all the goop and all the miserable part, mm-hmm. and then once the pumpkin's nice and clean, they come in and they do the fun part of carving the face. Yep. I was never very you know, good at carving pumpkins, but I did enjoy the process. It was like it was like fun arts and crafts Halloween day with my friends or with my family or something. So that part of it, I never had a good one where you know you always knew next to like my friends who had artistic talent where wow that looks like a really nice whatever scary face happy face whatever it was, and I always had the goofy you know messed up face that never Picasso it was the Picasso pumpkin. And, um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah no I you're right I I like the pumpkin seed part and I like the carving part but yeah the goopy part was really kind of ridiculous but I, I got I don't think I've done that since I was like wow a teenager and even then I, by that point I was kind of helping my my nieces or nephews with that mm. it's pretty old school it is pretty I old dig school it. yeah but what about other kinds of decor and I, I'm sorry to skip over the the wondrous turnip story from Ewan but that was well covered in the 2012 podcast and it's it's fantastic <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So fans, go back and check out the 2012 Halloween episode for Ewan's turnip story. <laughs> Yay! Well worth the wait. Do people do people put up decorations when you live in a in an apartment? I mean, I guess you could put them inside the house, mm-hmm. but I, nobody ever comes over here really. So who would see it? So oh, yeah, yeah, you know, no, it's at, for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, outside, um, you know, I guess people walk by and mm-hmm. see it, but it's yeah. I mean. Do, do 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 you guys you know living in apartments put up Halloween decorations? No, I don't. I live in a house. You know, put up Halloween decorations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's weird, Stephen. I think I think when we were younger, like Halloween was like the time of year that you, you get to be creative. Mm. Yeah, and and now we're just sort of creative all year round. We mm. just sort of choose when to when to sort of push hard on something and then we take a month off and, and then con season's over and we take the winter off and it's like i don't really feel like a big push to trick out my house with all kinds of weird stuff because well my place is always tricked out with weird stuff so yeah um, no absolutely I, I feel the same way and then and you know and it's like uh halloween you know that when you, you we were talking about going to the big dues and and you know and in the city and stuff like that it's it's kind of amateur hour right it's people in yeah. in like sexy costumes getting wasted and being obnoxious because they're like, I'm not dressed as myself, so I can be as crazy as I want to be. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sounds awesome. Uh, it's it's just so <laughs> it just it, few things annoy me more, you know. So 
yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of the same way where I just like I, I I just can't be bothered. But then you know now you know we all live in L.A. and and uh, L.A.'s Comic Con, formerly Stanley's Kamikaze, happens on Halloween weekend, which yeah seems almost like a conflict uh, at that point. Mm. But uh, uh, you know how does that how does that affect things for anybody? I'm sorry, I'm taking I'm doing the interviewing here. I'm I, I'm used to uh, you know I'm used to hosting. I'm sort of trying. Sorry, sorry, Bob. I don't mean to take over your. <laughs> I, I'm treating this more as a four way conver- five way conversation. It's fine. No, and hey, that's a perfectly valid question. We need some kind of digital conch that we pass around. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. does does how does how does Kamikaze affect your guys' uh, uh, Halloween plans? If I'm going have- to go to Kamikaze on Saturday in my costume. Then after the con's over, I'm going to go someplace and um, be sexy and drunk because I'm not myself in the same costume. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to dress as a uh, sexy Michael Phelps. Uh, just going to be wearing a speedo and some gold medals. So I'll just get some drinks. Oh, and I'm going to be holding a bong. So uh, that's cool. I love it. So yeah, you know, uh, that's if I do that, and then I have you know I there are a couple of people I know doing Halloween parties. Uh, last year or two years ago, I did Kolchak. That's a nice, comfortable costume. So maybe that's I'll cool. Do, maybe I'll yeah, do yeah. that again just because it's easy. But uh, or as I say, I fall back on Tom Baker. But I'm not even 100 percent sure. I want you know what I'd really rather do this Halloween. I, and it's weird on a costume podcast for me to say this. I already want to deal with parties and costumes. I just want to hang out with some friends and watch like cool horror movies I haven't seen in years. I would really like to do that. All right. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do it. Yeah. I appreciate, it, bro. I we'll appreciate in the day and age of so many podcasts that this is the Halloween podcast where we have gone in depth as to why you don't enjoy Halloween. Well, this this kind of came <laughs> up before, though, with yeah. uh, other crowds I've done this with. That modern Halloween, especially once you leave your your twenties, and Halloween parties are still kind of a thing because you know not only is it hey dress up, but you're hoping to meet chicks. Um, you know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, but you know, as you get even older, it's almost like, I don't have, I don't have time for this. Like you, you get more into it, I guess, if you have kids yeah. and you'll get back into those. Cause let's face it. The biggest thing for me about Halloween is the fact it's still the gateway for kids for on costuming. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at where I just left that one hanging. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, it's the gateway? What? It's the what? Gateway to kids? What the hell does that mean? Bob, are you going to be handing out pizza this year? <laughs> no, I wish. No. I Halloween have pizza. No candy, I love it. I love but it. I have pizza. <laughs> Would you like to come in? <laughs> well, uh, I am actually, I'm not doing Halloween stuff or uh, Stanley's LA Comikaze Con um, because I have a friend who's getting married up north. Uh, no. Nope. So no true friend would get married on Halloween weekend. Well, I'm. It doesn't say anywhere on the invitation or the wedding website that it's a costume wedding, but I'm choosing to believe that that was the intention. Nice. Yeah, just wear your eleventh doctor. Nobody will know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was actually going uh, pretty chill. I'm going to wear my skeleton onesie. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I'll, pr- I'll probably wear like a bow tie or a uh, top hat with it, just to really like you know, because it's a formal occasion. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it is after all a formal occasion. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. What was the question? Hey, 
<laughs> on, on a topic of all right, on a topic of decor, forget pumpkins for a second. Have you noticed that these stores, when you go to them, like half their, I feel like half the shelf space now isn't even the costumes and the props and the things. It's like all this crazy, like you know, the smoke machine and the black light and yeah. crazy dummies that can laugh or or weird half zombies that'll crawl after you and. You know, yeah, all that crazy stuff, and I'm just like, wow, like this is like a whole. I mean, I get it. it it's a quick way to make your party look really, really sweet because I've actually helped my friend Rick put together stuff like that. And some of it he buys, but some of it he'll make. Like you know, he'll have a hanging dummy that kicks, you know, from the tree, and you know, hmm. or a, or a weird like skeleton that'll fly out from some doorway or something. And it's cool, and it definitely adds you know that ambiance. So it's not just you know pumpkin tablecloths, you know. Uh, but do you? <laughs> Do you do you uh, did you ever get into that? Was I mean, because like when I was a kid, they didn't have a lot of that. I remember if you wanted to do that again, you had to get creative. I do remember making a dummy and hanging it from our basketball hoop one year and doing that kind of thing. But I don't remember uh, you know anything going all out like that. I mean, occasionally I think my brother had some very uh, well-to-do friends that again had the money to go all out and probably hire a decorator and go crazy with that kind of thing, you know. But it just seems like something that's been more of a modern development with halloween stuff or am i off on this i mean it sounds like uh, in your neighborhood pasquale that people are are nuts anyways forget what you can buy <laughs> i think that's true they are yeah there's, a, there's like at least at least 300 houses uh being set up currently mm-hmm. um i think it's just indicative of our generation in general is that um we didn't grow up as successfully as our parents may have uh-huh. and so now that we're the age of the people both designing the decorations and purchasing the decorations they've been taken up a notch I mean, I don't think that my parents know what cosplay is, nor would they have participated. They were like baseball players. Yeah, they like wore their their like softball right. uniforms, company softball team, uh-huh. like five years in a row. Like they were those kind of people. So, um, no, we we had the minimal uh, decorations, but that stuff's now because people now will buy that. Right, they call it supply and demand. Sure, sure. No, it's I know just a bit about economics. Yeah, it's just something that struck me. That I thought was interesting, and I always half think about it. Go well. I don't. It only makes sense if you really love Halloween or you're throwing a party. But I, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, and, and they are impressive. I think for the money you're you're spending, but there's it. It does miss a bit of that, as you say, that that um, satisfaction of, of figuring it out and doing it yourself. However, you're doing it, whether it's brains in a finger bowl or yeah, full on zombie, you know, at the door or whatever you're doing, you know. You know, I just want to say Brains in the Finger Bowl is a great band name. (laughs) (laughs) I saw them in the Echo a couple years ago. (laughs) Did you see that as I look at your picture? (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, like, all this stuff is great, but a wise man once said, there's only certain things you need for a great party. Mm -hmm. Your friends, beautiful women, (laughs) Bud Light, and Pitbull's music. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. All right. <laughs> well done, Ewan. Did you did you ever were you ever tempted if you ever did any kind of decor for a Halloween party, part of it planning it, maybe as your family, whatever, to costume with that theme? Mm. I'm not sure what you mean. You mean like no, nope, don't know what you mean. Well, I mean like okay, if you're if you're doing like a haunted house thing or maybe you're doing like an Adams family thing to dress up as one of those kind of characters as opposed to screw that, I'm going to be Luke Skywalker, you know what I'm saying? Huh. Yeah, I guess my family was never really into it. I was sort of like me and my older sister were sort of into it for a while, but the whole family never really got on board. I think it's cuz they're a bunch of goddamn foreigners. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Yeah, I don't like, remember uh, having anything more exciting than like fake cobwebs and like maybe some streamers and things like that for Halloween parties. Right, right. Um, candy question I forgot about. Um, <laughs> so go, going around, uh, favorite candy and the weirdest candy you ever got. Um. Oh God. I, I. Yeah. I just don't know if I got any all that weird candy. Um. I mean. Did best, you ever get say. like? Did you get like haggis in pantyhose or anything? <laughs> Wait, haggis and pantyhose or haggis in Hag- pantyhose? Haggis in pantyhose. No. All right. Not. Not. Not that I recall. But I, I mean, thought that might be like a, a, an, an everyday occurrence for me that it wouldn't seem to stand back. <laughs> How about just your favorite candy there? Uh, full-size candy bars. Um, and uh, back home, it would be called a Mars bar. Here, it's called a Milky Way, which is weird because we have different Milky Ways. Really? The, oh, we have different Mars, Mars bars. bars. Yeah, we have Mars yeah. bars here. Yeah, we have Mars bars. What are your Mars bars? It's like a Snickers without the peanuts. Yeah, so that's what we have as a Mars bar, but like Milky Ways here are also that. Oh wait, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe this is maybe this is a distinction for the Americans to make. Okay. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. I'm 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 Wikipediaing this. First of all, Mars bar. Wait, was wait, wait! You Slough. can't just Wikipedia something and pretend you have all this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the worldwide Mars bar differs from that sold in the U.S. The American version was discontinued in 2002 and was replaced with a slightly different Snickers almond featuring nougat, almonds, and milk chocolate coating. There you go. Uh, my favorite candy is the uh, is uh, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I really love that the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups uh, around the holidays come in different shapes mm. because the different shaped ones are actually better than the original uh, the the original version of the peanut butter cup, I think, because it's a better ratio of peanut butter to chocolate. <laughs> yep, agreed, totally agree. Yeah, and now my favorite uh, above that is the Reese's Big Cup, which is something that's just come out in the past few years, which is like a double Reese's peanut butter cup. Again, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is spot on, so it's much better than the regular re- regular Reese's peanut butter cup. Hmm. Yeah. Good. I'll to sign know. off on that. Yeah, there you I'm, go. A, I'm a big Reese's guy. It's good to know. I don't usually bother with the funky Reese's cups. So yes, now that I know this, I, I'll, I can I can go in, you know, feeling more confident that it's going to be better. Um, a funky Reese's cup is also a pretty great band name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bob, was your question also what's the worst? Because I have uh, worst or weirdest you ever got? Yeah, because the Those... thing that got. Sorry, go on. No, no, you go. You. Go. I was just going to say the thing that got me as a kid was that. You know, you always had your favorites. Yeah, yeah, Snickers and, you know, Hershey's Kisses were good. I liked the Smarties myself. I was a big Smarties guy. Um, but you'd also get, like, weird candy that you'd only see, sort of see at that time of year. Like, uh, well, I would say, like, candy corn. I almost didn't see much the rest of the year except Halloween. I hated candy corn. Uh, and, like, the Mr. Good Bar and Crackle Little Bars. I never bought a Crackle or a Mr. Good Bar candy bar ever. The only time <laughs> yeah, I ever yes. ate that was the fun size versions you get at Halloween. And I, it still never converted me. But that's what I'm talking about. So so go ahead, Matt. What do you got? Yeah, I, I got two of them. And I'll riff on your candy corn one. It always really irked me as a kid when you'd get, like, a sandwich bag with, like, five little candy corn kernels mm-hmm. in it. And then they have, like, a little twist tie. It's like, come on, man. Pony up. <laughs> 
no, but the ones that I always despised that when when the sorting time came at the end of the night, the ones that went straight into the trash were like these they have a black wax paper wrapper and an orange wax paper wrapper. and it was like this <laughs> round ingot of crap and corn syrup and it was the grossest like i ate one when i was a kid never again they kind of remember why. this yeah yeah they still make the... them i saw them at ralph's the other day and i was like why is this still a candy what company is making these yeah. ridiculous uh-huh. anyway that was gross mm-hmm. but it's what right up your... there with the the people that give out nickels is also really weird. Or pennies, yeah. What what was your favorite then? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay, all right. Pasquale, it's down to you. Um, favorite, I I waver. I I go through rounds of favorite. My current favorite candy bar is the hundred grand, mm-hmm. which is like a crack hole mm-hmm. stuffed with caramel, mm-hmm. which is pretty- the best thing I've ever eaten. But as far as my instinct, when you said worst trick-or-treating, there's nothing worse. I will take a bag full of nickels over a box of raisins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Raisins. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. need you judging me and telling me I need to be eating fruit. It's Halloween. <laughs> I convinced my dad to buy me this costume and let me stay out late enough to trick-or-treat. Give me candy. I can have raisins on my off time. Mm-hmm. You ever get the raisins? Like, there's there's one company that makes them called Sunmade, and there's another company that makes raisins called Boner. <laughs> <laughs> what? Google it. Boner raisins. <laughs> Is that a New Zealand thing? No, it's in America, man. Because now that would sell me. If I was a kid, <laughs> it'd be worth it to get a box of raisins if it said Boner on it. I'm telling you, man, it's a real thing. I never saw this. I only know the Sunmades. I don't know what you're talking about. So it always gave us a good chuckle as we threw them into the trash. <laughs> I would keep the box. <laughs> I'm not eating a boner raisin. <laughs> we never, we, I never got to eat those anyway because if I if I did end up getting to go trick or treating, which was very very rare, um, you know, anything that wasn't wrapped, there was the concern that there was going to be needles or razor blades in it, oh, which. Right. Has do you, do you which I don't know if you guys know this, but there has never actually no one right. has actually ever found there's a piece no of candy. documented cases that happening none yeah. whatsoever. Right. It's oh. pure pure made up to scare people. Urban legend. Yep. Huh. Interesting. See, it's a knowledge filled evening with Team Tardis here on Costume Station Zero. Hmm. Well, good to know. Not that uh, I ever got many candies that were unwrapped but uh you can check the team tardis sister site snopes.com for more (laughs) (laughs) oh boy oh boy hey uh, pasquale you you can answer this since you have kids uh how do you you feel that halloween seems to be you know the same kind of thing that that you know because we're kind of talking about a collective childhood experience here do you feel that's still more or less happening to kids of today or do you feel it's like changed significantly it's exactly the same it's a spirited um holiday and going back to our generation being different than our parents um it's way more festive when i go to my my kids school puts on a really great uh halloween carnival mm-hmm. what's cool is you go there and the kids are dressed to the nines and the parents all are always all dressed up with them and it's really fun to see these parents you know a lot of them wouldn't have dressed up otherwise but they want to make their kids happy and mm-hmm. so um, like last year I saw a great, um, uh, a guy was Wreck-It Ralph and his, his daughter was, uh, Sarah Silverman's character. What was that from Wreck-It Ralph? I don't, I mean, I've seen the film, but I actually don't remember her name, whatever her name was, but she was the little, the little 
person, whatever her name was. And he was Wreck-It Ralph. And then there was one that was great. And this one was a really excellent Johnny Depp um, Tonto. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mother was wearing a Lone Ranger costume. And it was just really fun to see. Like, uh, again, I don't think they would have been wearing a costume otherwise. But they were doing it for their kids because that's kind of the generation we grew up to be. And so, it's it's if anything, it's even more festive now. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose it makes sense. I mean, with the... The way cosplay has been much more accepted today, it feels like it's more accepted for adults to participate like, you know, like that. I mean, because you're right. I feel like I don't see my parents ever going to a Halloween party when they even when they were roughly our age or even I'll just say their 20s. I just don't see them dressing up in a costume going to a party. It just doesn't seem like their kind of thing. Which is unfortunate. Well, I think it's just the time it was in. You know what I'm saying? Like, or at best, they just wear like a little cat mask or something you know just something to say yeah i'm participating uh, yes i'm participating but not really right mm-hmm. that's just kind of the the read I, I have on it but um i think that's cool yeah I've, i see a lot of my friends on facebook who have kids and they yeah they seem to either go whole hog on a costume or at least kind of a nice half costume you know some kind of a shirt and mask something to half go along with it while they take them trick-or-treating or have them at the house or whatever Hey, by the way, Bob, I don't know if you know, but Team Tardis has an Instagram. Did you know that? I did not know that. Would you tell me more? You know, it's funny you'd ask. If you go to Instagram.gov or whatever it's called, uh, you can find us on Team Tardis Tardis Official. And you can learn all about what we're up to, where our next appearance is going to be, where you can come to have your picture taken with our Tardis. Mm Mm-hmm. Can meet your favorite doctor. Uh, we might even. Oh, and you know what? No, for real. Big news. Oh, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Never mind. <laughs> okay. But it's big. Uh, Cut that part out. Cut that part out. Uh, where where else can people find you individually or as Team Tardis online? I'd like for them to only find me at Team Tardis. Same here. <laughs> so. Oh, just... we have a we have a Facebook page too. A yeah. fan page. What's it it's called? Team, Team Tardis. Tardis Official? It's just Team Tardis, yeah. Oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> Tardis. Team Tardis. No, but it's, no, but it's cool because uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to pump us up too high, but I think out of all the Tardises I've seen out in the wild, ours is the second best with uh, Mr. Philip Wise as being the first. Um, but you know, when you do a Tardis, you really got to do it right. You got to pay attention. And uh, I've seen a few Tardises out in the wild, and ours is pretty good. And I, and I think uh, everyone in Team Tardis contributed to it in some way or another. And uh, if you're interested in having uh, your picture taken with a, a tricked-out, good-looking Tardis, uh, you can find us and come do it. <laughs> uh, Ewan and Steven, uh, is there anywhere else uh, you want to promote or that people can find you online individually? Or are we just sticking with the Team Tardis? Well, obviously, you know, uh, I, I'm a, a, a part of Team Tardis, and uh, and it is Team Tardis official. Uh, it's Facebook.com, Team Tardis official, Instagram.com, Team Tardis official. Those were to find us. Uh, but you can also find me at uh, the rarely updated Madman with a Box, a Madman with a Box dot com, um, and uh, a Madman with a Box podcast. Uh, that uh, hey, Stephen, are we are we going to watch this class and talk about that? We are, we are, yes. Um, as soon as I get some time to actually watch the show, <laughs> um, yeah, I would really like to do that. So, uh, so look for some uh, more content from uh, from uh, Mad Out of the Box soon. Cool, uh, Ewan. 
Um, you can find me at my house. <laughs> um, you can follow me around Vaughn's and um, or on Instagram at Ewan J. Anderson. Um, and for those of you who don't know Ewan, uh, it's E-W-A-N, J. Anderson. Um, that's me on Twitter as well. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you already friend me on Facebook. So, <laughs> Oh, Bob, I also forgot to say... Uh, we have a lot of TARDIS uh, build diaries uh-huh. and some TARDIS builder FAQs mm-hmm. and also a series called Team TARDIS On Set where I document the film projects that our TARDIS has appeared in. And you can find all of those on YouTube on the channel called The Project Workbench. Love it. Yes. All right. Um, I'll put all these links in the blog post as well. Uh, and while we're plugging other podcasts, I'll just mention I also do a Star Trek podcast uh, covering the original series in Deep Space Nine with my buddy Eric. And that's at Trek to Trek. Uh, probably best found either on iTunes or on Facebook, simply Facebook.com. All right, guys. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Pasquale. Thank you for having me, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, you're welcome. It was nice having me. Excellent. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Bob. I hope we can do it again sometime soon. Awesome. And thank you, Ewan. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And a happy Halloween to all of you at home. All right. With that in mind, next week we'll be back with more Shop Talk here on Costume Station Zero. 